Hi, and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. This week, I'm meeting up with Claire. So me and Claire have known each other a long, long time. We've just had a good old chat for 10 minutes. <laughs> Probably wasted loads of good content on there, but here we go. So this week, we're talking about the money savvy mum. So with, with me and Claire are quite passionate about saving money. So first question I'm going to ask is, where do you live and who do you live with, Claire? Um, well, I live in Greater Manchester. Esther, so I'm just outside a place called Wigan, and I live with my husband, Kay, and my three-year-old son, Arthur. Have you always been money conscious? I'd love to say that I had always been money conscious, but I would be lying. Um, basically, I went to university, like a lot of people do, at, well, I wasn't 18, I was 19, because I'd, I'd had a gap year previously in Canada, so I went to university in North Wales in Bangor at 19 and basically had the time of my life, lots of, uh, you know, drinking, socialising, going out, just having a great time. Takeaways, really. that's all I remember takeaways. my friends, just all they did was eat takeaways. Absolutely. I had a great time for three years, built up some debt and then came out of the university and I, I got a job. In fact, I got two jobs. I was working as a journalist um full time and then I was also working in a chip shop across the road because I was just trying to sort of pay off debts and things really but I also was quite I think quite entitled sort of thinking well I'm working hard so I deserve to spend this money so around that time um I met somebody I met a guy that was working actually at the chip shop and he wasn't great uh for my finances or for me really to be honest with you and then when I got to my mid-twenties, I kind of panicked and I realised I actually owed over £16,000, which is such a vast what? amount of money. Yeah. Is that like student loans? I mean, I, I, I don't know much about student loans because I did mine part-time and mm. but, and locally, but my niece is doing a degree. So I, I know that you can get loans and I know that's enough sometimes for them to live off. And she doesn't have to pay anything back until she gets a job over a certain amount of wages, like 21 grand. Is that the kind of debt you're talking about? Or were you talking about credit card debts on top of that? I'm, I'm talking about credit card debts on top of that. Wow. Basically, I just was taking out different credit cards and then I think, oh, get a loan to consolidate it and pay it all off. And, you know, I would kind of go out on a Friday night, even though I couldn't afford it. I just didn't really think about what I was doing and about the money I was spending. Um, but then when I got to my mid-20s and I, I did panic and realised just how bad the problem was, yeah. I thought, I've got to sort this out. So I actually started on a debt management plan and I taught myself sort of how to budget, how to manage money, how to save money. And actually like now, so now I'm 36 and I've paid it all back and, you know, lucky enough to have over £10,000 in savings. So wow. I, I'm really proud of that because when I think back to 10 years ago, it's unbelievable but yeah so I managed to sort of get get rid of that debt and um and sort of be able to kind of move on really from it which is brilliant oh Claire that's amazing I think for me it's a bit of a passion but it's all of us in our family my brothers and sisters were obsessed we're obsessed with yellow stickers with my brother the day oh I got these trainers great oh yeah with this coupon and this that and the other I got 30% off and we just laugh our heads off. We can't help it. Bargain hunters completely. Yeah. And and actually, though, you know, it does stay with you. And I think part of the problem, part of the reason why we're a nation that's in debt. I mean, obviously, prices are rising, which, yeah. um, which is difficult and wages aren't going up at the same rate. But also, like, where's the financial education at school? You I know, there wasn't any. 
Well, I, I know I don't think there is either. We're not talk 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 to about mortgages and overdrafts and no. consumer debt and you know, then you leave school and you start sort of you're a bit of a grown up kind of thing and you're trying to make your way in the world and you're getting sort of letters saying you can have this credit card or this loan. You know, you can see why people do fall into the trap. Oh yeah, easily, easily. It's so easily done. But like you said, I suppose, for, for you, I suppose it's, you've kind of become conscious because you've had to, because you got yourself yeah. in a bit of debt, well, a lot yeah. of debt. I've never been in debt. I've never been poor as such, but I do live like a poor person in the sense I'm very frugal. I will, I always say, even if I win the lottery, I think I'm that conditioned now to go to the sales rail or the, whoops, you know, section of the supermarket because it's just what we've always done all my life to get more for your money than you can, you know. And there's no reason for it, really. It's just, it literally is a way of life for all of us, all my family. And I wish it could change sometimes. But then I think, I got that coat for 10 quid because I waited for the sales, whereas I would have wasted 40 quid on it. I, and I, that's how, I, I don't know. It's just how I think. I can't help it. So I did my blog about parenting. You did, you started a blog about this. Oh, how to be thrifty with your money. So why did you start your blog and what is it all about? So basically I set up Staples Thrifty Life Hacks when I was furloughed from my job. I was furloughed from my job back in March 2020. I was working in travel and I'd just gone back after maternity leave on four days per week. I think I'd been there about six weeks and I was furloughed. And because I think something at the, at the back of my mind thought, you work for a travel company, there's a pandemic, you could lose your job here, Claire. Yeah. So I decided to spend that time in furlough because I was terrified of losing my job and not being able to get another one and I'm, I'm working up debts again, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I thought, right, you need to focus this time on expanding your skills as much as possible. And I've always worked in like journalism, marketing. So I decided to do some more courses and I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I could do with setting up a blog so that I can actually put these skills into action, so to speak. Um, and I sort of thought, oh, you know, I, I followed a lot of bloggers over the years and, and some strong advice that they always give is when you're picking what to do a blog about, what to start a blog on, think about the things that you're always telling people. Like think yeah. about the things that you can't help but tell your friend. Mm. And I'm always, I have been for years, always saying to, you know, various friends, oh, have you downloaded this app? Or, oh, I've been going on this, you know, this cashback website and it's brilliant. And any kind of like information that I sort of picked up and used. And All found our useful. friends lucky to have friends like us, eh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But as well, the other thing was as well, I sort of found that kind of in in the sphere of like money, money bloggers, everybody's kind of pushing different schemes. And sometimes I think that they, they push them because of the referrals and stuff. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to kind of like tell the truth about what's worked for me and what hasn't. So this like, for instance, there's something called match betting, which I'm sure you've heard of that a lot of bloggers seem to push now I did try match betting but I ended up in a situation where I started gambling which I'd never ever done before yeah I, 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 that, I remember that hearing about that and I was like this I don't know how I know yeah. it's legit and I know that it's legal yeah. but it just sounded a bit iffy yeah and you know it, it was a bad it was bad for me really to be honest but I stopped it I completely knocked it on the head 
But I thought, you know what? I've not heard anyone say I tried match betting and actually I started gambling and actually it wasn't a great thing. So I just wanted a space where I could say, look, this worked for me. This is why it worked for me. It might work for you or it might not. Or I could say, I've tried this. I made a little bit of money out of it. I spent loads of time doing it, though. You know, mm. if you're time poor, maybe like give this one yeah, a miss. Or I could talk about something like like match betting, which I think is like quite a dangerous thing, actually, for some people. Yeah. Um, so that people can make their own decisions, but with their eyes wide open. So they're not thinking, do you know what? I'm going to sign up to that survey site that, you know, that Jane on Instagram has said that she's made hundreds of pounds on and then actually give away all the personal information and find that it's taking loads of time, but they're not making much. Mm. Because actually Jane's motivation with sharing that information might have been that she's making loads of money on referrals. So, yeah. yeah, so it's just it's just about I'm just trying to be honest about what has and what doesn't what hasn't worked for me. And I do think that um, the mind and sort of mental health is very closely interlinked with with motherhood mm. and with money. Yeah. So I sort of talk about all the, all of those things and anything that a friend tells me as well, I'll pass on. You know, I can remember writing one of my first blogs about how you, you should put baby boys in um in ties because why not because they're really functional you yeah. know that's something that I hadn't yeah. thought of that my friend who was a mum of boys said oh put him in tights it's so much easier and yeah. I made a blog out of that because I found that's been really useful and yeah. I thought well I didn't know that beforehand yeah so yeah so that's how it was born really brilliant and, and you're still doing it aren't you so you're obviously doing quite well through it yeah, I mean, well, now I work part time um, in communications for an MP and I work part time on blogs as well because um, I've got a couple of other websites as well now. So, yeah, you know, it, it's been great. But I did sort of at the start of lockdown and, and what have you, when I was doing the courses and when I was furloughed, I was working at it like it was a job. Mm. And for the first sort of six months or so, you know, I didn't really make much or what have you. Mm. But it's going quite well so I think that was the thing because obviously I, I started my web blog and then I kind of decided just as Ronnie was born there was a sale on and I thought you know what? okay I'll I'll do a website and I loved it and do you know what it was more for I said I'm going to give it a year if I don't make any money in a year then I'll stop but I knew I had a year off and I knew that lockdown was coming as well well it was I was it was full swing here in Wales and honestly, it really saved my mental health a lot because I couldn't go out. I couldn't socialise, couldn't go to baby groups. I was stuck at home with a newborn and a toddler who would just wanted to get out, but we couldn't. Doing this blog was ace. I honestly, I loved doing it. Um, I did give it up in October because I went back to work, being a full time working mum. But I did. I said to felt like something when my kids are older and they don't want to attach themselves to me 24 seven and I've got some time. <laughs> I am going to do it. I really love doing it again. I think I wouldn't do it on the motherhood. I think you need to find, like you said, something you want to tell people. And I think for me, I was thinking that, like how I save money, silly little things like saving pennies and, you know, instead of pounds. That's how I live my life because you yeah, have got loads of tips about that. Whereas motherhood, it was such a huge, broad subject. It's very hard to, you know, need to niche it down, don't you? And that's the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no right or wrong with it. And I think as well, it's sort of trial and error. I mean, there's yeah. things now that when I look back I would have done differently however I always say you know progress not perfection moving forward right on the next question number four one of the main financial burdens for families is childcare. 
we've discussed this privately, I know, but I thought it may be useful if we both talked about the differences between England and Wales. So you then messaged me and said, well, and then, but we'll just talk about it in general, about how I try and save money with childcare and things like that. So you tell me what you do and I'll tell you what I do. Well, we were basically waiting for our 30 hours free childcare to kick in, which it did do in January this year. So in England, if your household budget, I think it, don't quote me exactly, but I think if it's under 15 and a half thousand pounds per year that the household is bringing in, then you can get 33 hours in nursery from when your child is two. So, and then everybody, everybody gets it from the child being three. So we didn't get it until Arthur was three and it kicked in at the start of January. And that has just made such a difference. But basically, we, how we've always done it is I've always had a Wednesday off with Arthur. And then basically the other four days are split between nursery with a little bit of grandparental help uh, kind of thrown in as well. And, you know, it was an awful lot of money. It was like double the mortgage. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But then I always sort of thought, try to think, well, A, it's not forever. And B, I do think that kids get a lot out of being in an environment with other children. And the things that Arthur does at nursery, in one week, I couldn't hope to cover in a month at home. So try and think of the positives. But yeah, I mean, there's no denying that it's a bind and it's difficult. But I think you kind of know that going in. You don't get pregnant and then go, oh, it's going to be, you know, you are excited, but you also do know. I remember saying it's going to be tough. And then especially when you want the second one, especially when you know there's going to be a small age group like me. And I knew there was going to be two full, you know, she wasn't going to be in school full time. But what do you, because what do you get for, what what help are you getting now then? When you say 30 hours a week, is that every week or is that term time only or? So it's term time only, but our nursery do like a scheme where we can spread it across the whole of the year. And I would, well, we would rather pay the same every month for 12 months rather than hardly paying anything in January and February and, you know, paying full during summer. So, yeah, so that's what they do. They kind of divide it over the whole year for us. It seems different. I don't know why. Well, I'll explain what I do, but maybe I'm I'm missing what you've had, but... For me, um, I was on maternity anyway, so Fionn didn't turn three until June, which meant that it would be the following term, so it was September 2021, and I was going back to work. So she gets 20 hours a week free during the term time, and then on half terms, I get 30 hours, which is three full days in our school club. So it works out that she goes to breakfast club at school, uh, 8.15 till 9, which is free. And she gets like a drink and breakfast, toast. Then she does the school, kilch, they call it here, 9 till 11. And that's free, obviously. And then 11 till 2.45, Monday to Friday, she goes to Playgroup Plus. And that's part of the 20 hours. So that's free, basically. And then she goes to our school club, which is 2.45 till I pick her up at five-ish. And that's £11.20 a day. And um, how I've gone around it now is that um, even though she gets this 20 hours term time and 30 hours in half term, I can also get the 20% off tax-free childcare for the after-school club. So it isn't £11.20 a day. It's £11.20 minus 20% every day. So it's like £9 something. I'm not really good at maths, but you know. 
And with Ronnie, with a charminder, what my top tip for anyone listening is if I, I decided um, to shop around really early, um, I think Fionn was, oh gosh, it was only young, a few months old, and I already started shopping around. And I went to nurseries. I went to Welsh-themed nurseries because I thought that's a nice option for uh, uh, Welsh-speaking and um, charminders. And the charminders were so much cheaper, so much cheaper. I remember one nursery saying it was £45 a day. And I was like, wow, okay. Then they said you get two weeks annual leave allowance and you pay half for that. So I was like, £21, even though she's not here. Okay. Then they said, and I said, well, I get 32 days holiday a year. So, you know, and they said, well, you have to pay full price for them. So I was like, hang on, I'm going to take all them days off with my daughter and I'm still going to pay £45 a day. I went to the childminder. She was £32 a day. She's down the road from me. She's amazing. It, she does a lot of garden playing and den making and things like that, which is what I wanted. Because like I said, once they get to school, they've got, you know, all the classroom environment. And anytime I take time off, it's half price. So £16. Rather, and that's however many times I take her off. And um, yeah, and I got I get 20% off that as well. So it's about 20. Yeah. I must admit, we do get um, tax-free childcare as well, which... You know, I'd even forgotten. <laughs> well, not yeah. forgotten, but you know, it's just the money goes out every month, and then it, it goes to the um, the government account, and then it gets paid yeah. to the nursery. It's amazing because I've had a few people saying, oh, Lynn, you like all this sort of stuff. Do you know about the tax? I'm like, hello. I was like on it for when I was pregnant with Vion. Um, a lot of people don't know it. If you don't know, just Google tax free childcare, register your details. You can put as many children in if you, as you want on there. They, you get this tax free childcare until they are, I think, 11 or 12. So after school clubs, holiday clubs, as long as they're registered with the scheme, um, you can get your discounts on them. And for example, this month, I've, I mean, it's expensive with, I think we're paying like £100 for the two of them, but £200 has been paid by the government. So it should have been yeah, £1,000, we're paying 800 It's a lot of money you are saving a month. Yeah, and you know what, your point as well about shopping around, I think that's a really important one to make. Like we, we decided to go with a nursery. Part of the reason for that being that I had some friends that had, had bad experiences when you know, when the childminder wasn't well and things like that and, yeah. and, and sort of cancelling and you're sort of relying on one person. Yeah. But what we actually did was we made a list of eight different nurseries with all like their opening times and uh, Ofsted ratings, the price, et cetera, et cetera. And we went and viewed them. And we, the one that we picked was the one that kind of like felt the best really kind of for yeah. us. But so for instance, you know, we do get sort of two weeks completely free Wow. Uh, that we could take at any time and for us one of the big things was it's the only nursery the one that we use is the only nursery in the area that opens at seven o'clock and at the time I was commuting to central Manchester um obviously like now things have changed because I did lose my job because of the pandemic and you know my working setup has changed but having that extra half an hour there are there are days when me and my husband both need to be you know at places early doors and it makes a huge difference so yeah I think like basically shopping around and um, asking questions and finding the right sort of childcare provider for yourself is really important rather than just being like oh well there's that nursery over there let's just look into that one 
And just because it's expensive does not mean it's the best. And, and if no. it's the cheapest, you know, don't go just because it's the cheapest either. Go and have, I went to go and visit her and had like an, in, I interviewed her in a way. Yeah. You know, it was, I was like, do you do this? Do you do that? I was very lucky with her. She's an, um, a lady in her late fifties. She's been doing it for 16 years. She's not married and all the kids are grown up. She has one week off a year and that's at Christmas. That's it. She takes no time off other than that. She's amazing. So I am blessed with mine. And to the point where she's got a humongous waiting list. So yeah, Ronnie's there with her now. And so it's great. Like I said, she's in the garden most of the time and having a lovely time. But yeah, I think that helps. So anyone listening, just Google tax-free childcare. And also this England thing about from two years of age. I never used that because I was on maternity. So I never, but yeah, just look for everything. There are people that are spending so much money when they don't need to. And I'm not sure... If you realise, oh, God, I could have been saving money in the last six months, you can register and then get cash back. Or, you know, I don't know how it works. I don't I don't think you'd be able to no. do that. But, I mean, you know, if you could have been saving money and you haven't been, but you can now, then just change it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Right, let's go on to the next one. Energy cost crisis. The recent price increase in energy costs has already had a huge impact on everyone, with more news of another increase of up to 50% due this April. How are you coping with this at home? Are you finding yourself cutting back on other expenditures to pay these bills? I work from home and I've ensured I've ensured the heating is off all day. I wear thick slippers, have a big cardigan and a blanket if I'm cold, as our bills increase by £100 in October. So yeah, I remember... It was £70 for uh, gas and electric. And the next month we were paying £170. I almost, because I don't really follow the news. I'm terrible. I had the biggest shock. And then they're saying that in, in, yeah, in April, it could go up by 54% again. And I'm thinking just between that and my council tax, we'd be paying nearly 500 quid a month. And I just don't know how I'm going to afford it. Yeah, I mean, it's just very worrying across the board, isn't it? And there are going to be families that are like shall I eat my home uh, shall I heat my home or shall I feed my children yeah. you know it, it, it's awful um with the pandemic when that first kicked in our energy usage actually doubled and we were quite yeah. concerned by how much our bills had gone up and that was because you know we were both working from home we were both in the house a lot but what we decided to do was to fit um like a smart thermostat energy system so what we have it's uh, called a drayton wiser smart thermostat and it's really really good because what what we what we can do with it is we can program um when certain rooms are warm so for instance the bedrooms will be warm when we first get up the office will be warm during the day in the evening the living room will be warm and what it also means is if you're a little bit cold and you do want to give the heating a boost, you can do, but only within that room. Yeah. So, I mean, the system itself, it wasn't cheap. It cost the best part of £500 to fit, which obviously, you know, everyone's got down the, down the side of the sofa. But we thought at the time, if we fit this, we probably we probably make the money back in savings over four years of us yeah. fitting it. But when the energy prices went up, and because we've now got this system in place, and our energy consumption has now dropped by 50%. We actually think that within one to two years, we'll have made that saving back. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was a great thing for us for us to have done. But as I say, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should go out and get a smart thermostat system. And, it, you know, you, you might be thinking, well, it's not within my budget to do that. And 
that that's fair enough. But as I say, I wanted to mention that because it's been a great thing for us. And actually, in the long run, it's going to save us quite a bit of money. But, you know, things have gone up in price. And I think we just need to think back to what our grandparents were doing. And we need to yeah. get draft excluders on the doors and you know have make sure you've got blankets in your living room i'm always like wrapping myself up in a blanket oh i'm like an old woman me i'm like oh, I, yeah. I don't think i don't think i can sit on my sofa now without a blanket and in the summer i have like a really thin blanket it's, it's like comfort i just like having something over my legs and we're going to talk yeah. a bit in a bit um about our top tips on saving money anyway and i think i spoke to my mum and i said oh are you worried about it she goes no she says you know, I've been through the, what did she say, the poll tax? And, you know, I mean, these people have been around it, you know, the 70s, the 80s. My mum said that there was something about mortgage and she was like, how are we going to pay this back? And she said, you know, none of you kids died from having beans on toast every night for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true. And I think she's the problem is now with this generation and your generation is you've got to have the best TVs. We rented TVs. We, you know, you've got to have, um, you know, loans for cars. We never did that. We would save for a secondhand car. She says, I can't tell you how many times we jump-started our cars. We've got neighbours to come in, you know, with a battery, charge up a battery. And she says, look around now. And even the 17-year-olds have got brand new secondhand cars, you know, like they're literally a few years old, or they're getting loans for brand new cars. She says, we just never did that. She says, so maybe you guys need this shock to make you realise that it's not, everything's materialistic now and it doesn't need to be, go straight, you know, strip back and be how it was in the old days. And I get that, I do. I, I remember I had to turn on the heating to dry my clothes because I needed an outfit that night. You know, it's, you know this is like donkey's years ago. And uh, I, I would never do that now. <laughs> no, and even like, you know, turning lights off when you go out the room and, you know, like sort of, making sure that I mean I use the slow cooker a lot because that's really economical that's the same as having a light on in terms of energy that you're using yeah but I think there are lots of ways to sort of cut back but at the same time in winter you want to be warm don't you yeah and especially when you've got young kids I'm pretty I think when you're in bed and it's cold your body warms up quite quickly and you very rarely wake up shaking because you're freezing. If as long as you're under a nice thick blanket, a duvet, and with Ronnie, I make sure she's got those sleeping bags and it's a warm one. And Fionn, she's got blankets on top of her duvet and things like that. I tend to turn off because we've got Hive, which is a similar thing to you. You know, you turn boost for one room or boost for an hour, and that's it. And time things and make sure one room has heating on and the other one doesn't. Um, we've we've done that as well we haven't really got our heads around it we're not very good with it but I'll turn it off on the app all night so it doesn't come on um because I was finding I was waking up and it was boiling and I was like why is it coming on because it's dropped under a certain temperature yeah I said but we're not we don't need it on we're in bed so I've turned that off every night I mean I can't I can listen to my mum thinking yeah god it's not the end of the world you know our, our tv's kind of flashing on and off in the living room and five years ago Phil would have said oh come on let's just go and get a new one Whereas now he's like, no, should we try and fix it? We, you know, it's like you're already starting to go back to the old days where you're like, let's fix rather than buy, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think yeah. that's what we need to go back to. Right, let's have a break there. Um, if anyone's listening, I have got my earphones in, but I'm on a flat roof uh, room here and the rain is pouring down. So if you can hear, can you hear anything, Claire? No. Oh, well, there you go. Hopefully you can't, but if you do, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> So we'll have a break, quick break now. I'll have another coffee and I'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks very much.
Welcome back. So question six. I got very excited about this. So this is a bit of my obsession. Food bills. When I lived alone and was having a tough month, I would live on beans on toast for a week. And I just said for like my mum, that's how she used to say, you never die from having beans on toast for a week. Um, so I would also invite myself around to friends' homes for dinner, visit my parents, etc. But now I have a partner and two young children to feed every day. I can't cut corners like I used to. I am a huge yellow sticker fan and will stock up when I can. Do you have any advice on how to keep the food bills low? Where do you shop? Do you budget? Do you have a weekly meal plan, etc., etc.? Now, I don't go as far as doing meal plans. I kind of cook the same meals every week. Phil's kind of boring in that sense as well. He's happy to eat what I give him as long as it's a huge bowl or a huge plate of food. Ronnie's going through allergies at the moment. So she's on basic food and Fion eats like a pigeon. So that in that sense... I find it hard because I have to cook different meals for different people. I just have to cook a lot of it. So mine, I go to pasta a lot because it's cheap and I can bulk it. Um, I buy frozen veggies, pastas and onions and mushrooms so I can bulk up a spaghetti bolognese, you know, the bolognese. I do a lot of those sort of things. But what do you do? Do you, any do, do, you do any meal plans or anything like that? So, I mean, obviously food's gone up in price um, a lot. And, you know, you want to make sure that the little mouths in the house, especially are fed, don't you? Yeah. Um, we, we tend to do sort of like two online shops um, within the month. So sort of every two weeks. And that'll be from Tesco's. Um, and then we kind of do top up shops as well. Um, I'm a big fan of batch cooking. So I always kind of make extra portions of things and whack them in our chest freezer. Um, and See, as well, I had the idea of that, but honestly, yeah. I did that one day. I did a huge chili and I left the pan on the stove. I fed the family, and I could see that Phil stood up and went, Oh, oh, is, this, is there some more there? And he will eat it. And I'm like, No, no, I'm going to save that. Well, it's only a little bit. I might as well have it. I cannot do batch cooking. I've got to hide it if I do it because he will have it. <laughs> honestly, I mean, he's six yeah, foot what? six, bless him, in about 19, 20 stones. So he's a big boy. But yeah, good God, I can't feed him enough. <laughs> yeah I mean we we do do quite a bit of a batch cooking and also kind of like cooking it sort of all in one so then it's in the freezer and it's there ready to go but as well like kind of when I'm getting to the end of the month and I'm sort of thinking mm, could do with raining it in a little bit here yeah. I tend to go to Miguel Barclay who has an Instagram account and he has a range of um, cookbooks he focuses on one pound meals. So I tend to turn to his recipes. And as well, Jack Monroe, um, who Jack is a campaigner for Against Food Poverty and a food blogger. And some of her recipes are literally like, you know, 20p per portion. And yeah, she's another one that I really turn to kind of at the end of the month when I'm trying to make things stretch. Yeah. But as well, I mean, I really think at the moment, everyone's struggling and yeah. there's no shame in doing what you need to do to feed your no. kids and there's also kind of there'll be a lot going on in your area um if you do look to you know to see basically i mean community supermarkets are becoming more and more common all the time they're sprouting up all over the place what's that well they all operate slightly differently but for example there's one that i know of which is called community grocery bolton and it's a charity and you pay five pounds for a membership for the year and you can visit up to three times per week for a three pound shop. And within your three pounds, you'll get a breaded item, five portions of fruit and veg, seven shelf items. So that can be, you know, rice, pasta, 
tins, that kind of thing. One frozen item and one non-food item. And as I say, you can go up to three times per week and and get that. Yeah. And also as well. So for instance, um, because I always think we're all like one or two pay paychecks away from being in a desperate situation. So like one thing that I try to do quite a lot, well, when I can, is sort of like just pay three pounds to the community um, grocery in Bolton for somebody to use. So if somebody comes in and is like, I cannot even afford the three pounds to do my shop then these people that paid it forward. And I do think it's quite good to do that if you are in the position to. Yeah, or to throw an item in the food bank or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's something. There's, there's loads of community supermarkets now cropping up. And it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs that we need them, but it is what it is. Yeah. And as well, also the apps. So there's Olio where you can kind of have a look and see what's... Basically, Olio has like food food waste heroes and they will go and like collect stuff from Tesco's and then they'll put it onto Olio where you can go and collect like bread or other fresh items completely for free and as well too good to go now I know that they have like boxes for like Greg's and Starbucks which which aren't always the healthiest and maybe would be quite difficult to make a meal out of but like for instance one of the food waste projects where I live I got a too good to go box from them I'm not joking you it it was probably at least one week's worth of food for five pounds, if not two. I got loads and loads and loads of stuff. So I think just being aware of what's going on in the community and, you know, how you can access food is important. And as well, if you really hit a situation where you're like, I can't afford to feed my children, you know, I think no one, no one should be so proud that they'd let the kids go hungry when they could ask somebody for help like a friend or a family member or Mm. even contact citizens advice because so many people are using food banks now like I know there is a stigma attached to it but there shouldn't be because at the end of the day the price of everything has gone up and anyone can end up in a situation where they need to get food they can't afford to to buy food and they need to get it to feed the kids Mm. so yeah so I think just making sure that you know what's going on where you live and how you can access food cheaply because it is an option yeah. uh, everywhere. That's really important, but also just swallow your pride if you need to. Yeah. So next one is clothing. What are your views on fast fashion? Do you ever splurge on clothes for you and your family? Do you buy secondhand? Do you sew and repair? So sew and repair, so- what do they call it? Darning socks. My mum taught me that from a very young age. I used to splurge when I was 19 and I lived at home and I had a full-time job. I had all the money I had was mine. Um, yeah, I spent loads of money on clothes. I loved it. I wouldn't do it now. And I'm, I, I'm quite happy to buy sale items. Uh, I very rarely buy full cost, actually. <laughs> and I will buy secondhand clothes as well. What about you? I mean, I, I understand sort of like the environmental and ethical worries about fast, fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's quite snobby for people to look down the nose at others for using those companies Mm. because you're kind of suggesting that somebody has the money to buy ethically sourced clothes or has the time to source secondhand. You know, we we all know what it's like. We're juggling lots of balls and it can be it can be tricky. So I don't think somebody should be shamed for getting something from Boohoo, for instance. You know, I've had Boohoo sometimes. Yeah. 
other fast fast fashion um no, supplies I know, available. I know you mean it's an app they have sales they have you know yeah. quick delivery times it's easy it's convenient if you've got somewhere to go on saturday it's completely convenient you know absolutely but i think the key is to use those sites responsibly so mm. like i'll buy fast fast fashion items but i go off a one pound per wear system so mm. when i'm looking for something i'll think right okay that's say that's 12.99 do i realistically think i'll get at least 13 wears out of that and if i do think that i'm going to get 13 wears out of that i'll buy it and then i'll take it home and then i'll try it on and if i don't like how it looks or i don't feel that comfortable in it or whatever i'll take it back um but yeah the one pound per wear system that 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 has that's stood me in good stead sort of over the years and I always accept tan me downs for Arthur and I give back yeah. too. So I don't I don't tend to like put his clothes on eBay or anything like that. I just give them away because I think, well, we've been really lucky with what people yeah. have given us. So I like to pay that forward. Occasionally, though, I do buy handmade items for Arthur. But I only do it when I can afford it. And usually I'll do it and wrap it up for Christmas or birthday. Yeah, like a special treat, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but I do it as well because I think it's like quite important where you can to support small businesses. So yeah. it's kind of with that in mind as well. But yeah, with the fast, fast fashion issue, sort of in general, I think you've just got to do what works for you and your family, like what yeah. you're happy with. You know, like for me, I know that if I stop buying two, you know, work dresses every six months, from a fast fast fashion retailer, well, that's not going to make any difference because they're still going to carry on producing everything they're going to produce. Yeah. But if I bought them and I know I'm going to get my pound per wear, and you know, it isn't going to be something that I just wear once and then dispose of or throw into the back of the wardrobe, then I'm happy with that. But I think everyone's just got to make decisions that they're happy with. And also, I don't know what you've got where, where you are, but here where I live, um, every two weeks there's you can put a bag of clothes out side with your recycling and the local charity will collect it and they'll take it and if they're soiled you know then they can't be used for anything they'll rip them up and use them as rags or whatever and different things or they will take the others to charity shops to sell i love that idea so all of ronnie's clothes have been handed me downs from fion and some of them were handed me downs to fion some of them are great some of them are not but i don't want to take them put them in the bin i just can't face putting them in the bin so i give it to them and let them sort it out so fast fashion yes it's convenient but as long as you're doing something with it once you finish with that item either recycling it or giving it to a friend or you know passing it on i think it's not too bad so we're going to go on now to the next one we're going to go this is like a quick fire round now as much as we can so our top tips so money saving tips and apps so let's listen so do you want to go first and then i'm going to go second okay so Tip number one, engage with others. So if you're struggling to find the motivation to save, then chat with others that are trying to do the same. So back in the day, I used to use the forums on Money Saving Expert to interact. Um, yeah. But there were millions of Instagram accounts with people document, documenting their saving journeys. So if you want to find kind of accounts that are within that sort of sphere, then I'd recommend... Um, the debt-free community hashtag so hashtag debt-free community and hashtag debt-free community uk so they're great for finding those type of accounts um do you want me to move on to number two yeah you keep going yeah 
brilliant. Number two, um, remember that what works for one doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. So if you see somebody suggest a way that they've saved cash, by all means, try it. But if it doesn't work out, dump it and move on to the next thing. Because life's too short, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Definitely Number too three, short. it is. <laughs> number three, don't strip back all of life's luxuries. And remember that everyone needs the odd treat. Because you'll end up miserable if you take all the things you enjoy out. And you won't yeah. stick to saving money. You know, saving money isn't about deprivation. It's about being smart with your cash. Yeah, so number definitely. four, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. I know Ooh, it's my favourite saying. I yeah. love that saying, yeah. I honestly believe it. I think making little changes here and there and slight cutbacks really yeah. makes a difference overall. Number five, start small with your savings. So if you can't afford to put much away, that's fine. But try to get in the habit of saving something. We all need an emergency fund to fall back on because who knows when the washer's going to go on the blink. Yeah, that's um, the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's about more than that, though, as well. So it's yeah. about changing your habits and becoming somebody that identifies as being a saver. Yeah. So start off by saving the change in your purse or taking part in the one penny savings challenge. If you don't know where to begin, just, just start, basically, when yeah. it comes to saving. Number six is prolific academic. So this is the best survey site ever. It doesn't have an app, but tip for you. If you click on share on the website URL on your phone, you can add it to, well, you can on an iPhone, you can add it to your home screen. So that way you're automatically taken to the website by clicking oh, on the right the icon. Prolific Academic isn't really spoken about that much by bloggers. And I think that that's partly because there's no referral scheme. So we'll definitely sign up to that if you haven't already. What kind um, of surveys do they cover? Just everything and anything. Oh, have you not signed up? You need to no, sign also, up. Well, I've listed a different one, so I've, I'm going to go back to what they have a look at yours as well. Yeah, prolific academic. It's basically like university academics and things asking you to do surveys, and you find out because you filled in your profile, you're only offered ones that you can do that you're actually able to do and instead of kind of I mean some of them you might earn like 50p or a pound but I mean I've had 25 pounds off one on there before like there's some real decent surveys and you can make some decent money wow. that, that, okay. that survey site is definitely one to keep your eye yeah. on shadow of a doubt but yeah number seven um monzo so monzo is an online bank lots of people probably heard of it but it's brilliant for tracking your expenditure expenditure and also you can split bills. So if you're out with somebody like a friend who's also got the Monzo app, you can split the bill easily, you know, pay your friends back. You can also split your savings into different pots, which I find quite motivating. So, you know, That's a pot good. for the car, yeah. yeah, pot for holiday. And I just basically use it to track my everyday spending. I find it really, really helpful. Number eight is an app called IFTTT. So this is an automations app. That you can link up to a variety of different platforms and you can link it up to your Monzo account, completely safe to do it, and you can automate your savings. So you can opt into like daily money saving challenges and you can even save money at like specific parts of the day. So I actually have 10 pence that automatically goes into my holiday savings pot every time it rains where I live. What? So yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, every time it rains. 10p goes into my I can't afford it. it it's always bloody rain anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that's number eight and then number nine is the app shopix so you get paid basically for taking pictures of your receipts so oh, it's not much but it takes seconds 
Um, I've made over 50 pounds in my time using that app. And basically you just take a picture, rate sort of how the experience was and you, you earn points. You can also earn extra points for doing surveys and things like that on there. And yeah, you can cash it out um, into like Amazon vouchers or to a PayPal payment. So that's a good app to have. And then number 10, last but not least, is Shopmium. So it's like a coupon app, Shopmium. And um, you can often try new products that are in the supermarket for free. Oh, I've got so, one similar to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my 10. Well done. Well done, you. Well, I tell you what, will you send me those links and then I can put them on the um description of this podcast recording if anyone's interested absolutely because nobody's going to be sitting there listening to this with a a paper and pen so at least if i write it down and put it on the description they can follow it so these are top tips from myself well sorry this is what i do so um a little opened just down the road literally down the road from me a year and a half ago so i started using it got the loyalty card so if you have that and you've got one month and it'll, if you spend £50, you got in-store bakery item coupon, which is a new thing. £100, you get £2 off your next shop, which you have to spend within seven days. And then £200, you get £10 off your next shop within seven days. I do tend to do most of my shopping in Lidl. So I do always end up getting that £12 off every month. Oh, and also, because it's just happened, because my birthday is earlier this month, you get a free cookie on your birthday week, which is a nice little touch. Yeah, lovely tesco club card so you get especially at the moment it's gone really through the roof everyone's raving about it but loads of reduced items in store and you can spend your points in store which we don't recommend because of claire i don't know i didn't know this so i used to get points and then spend it on the next food shop whereas claire put a post or maybe a blog on it and it said it said don't do that that's like wasting your money if you go on the app and look for retailers i didn't even look so if you go on the app or the website and you look for the partnerships uh, let me read it out to you now. With so many of the partners, you can get triple worth of your points. So for every 50p worth of Tesco Club vouchers, you can spend £1.50 at the reward partners. So say, for example, you wanted to go to Pizza Express and you had 50p Tesco vouchers, that's worth £1.50 in Pizza Express, which is amazing. I haven't used it yet because where I am, there isn't that many places around here um, in North Wales. But if we go to cities and things, we're definitely looking into that. Or you've got activity days out, you've got restaurants, you've got Disney Plus subscription for three months, you've got breakdown cover, online courses, there's loads of stuff you can spend your money on. So definitely look into that. My next one is Airtime Rewards app. Now, Claire said she would let me talk about this because I loved it. And I did. I loved this app. Um, spend You basically spend money in certain stores and get money back off your, um, you get money off your monthly phone bill, which is great. However, they did do monthly challenges where you'd get up to, well, I'd get up to £3 top up a month towards your balance if you reach the target set to you. So you have to spend like, if you spend £5 or more, you get a tick and you have to do so many ticks and you get £1 and you get so many more ticks in the month and you get £3. And I used to do it with Asda. And then because there's loads of self-checkouts, I realised that if I did self-checkout, did one, get, got to £5 paid and I've got two separate cards as well. And then do another £5 and paid. And then did another £5 and paid. I was doing that. So I was, I was quite savvy with that. However, they've now pulled out of the partnership with this app. So there's no grocery stores or um, supermarkets. And that was where I was getting most of my money. Yeah. So. Just, just a note on that, though. They tend to take them off and then put them back on. So, for instance, Morrison's is another one that tends to go on and go off. Oh, do so, they? Yeah. So there's a chance that you'll get asked to back. 
I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping so, because that was great. But like I said, it, every, it all added up in any way. And I think my, my say my monthly bill is £21. Once I get to £21, I'm just going to take it off. And I know then that month I've got no, you know, no bill to pay. So the next one, I can't pronounce it. It's H-Y-Y-U, H-Y-U app, I think it is. That's kind of like what you talked about before. So you take photos of your grocery receipts and then you receive £5 each time. So 500 points. Um, so each receipt's five points. So if you get 500 um, points, you'll get a five pound Amazon voucher. Now that sounds like a lot of hard work, I know, and very little return. But the I, I've just got into the mindset now that if I go to shop and I buy something, I go on the app and it's like 30 seconds, I take a photo of it, submit it, and it's done. Um, like the one you were talking about, they have like online surveys. They're only small and they're not loads of them. But I did some the other day and it, I don't know, it was something like 45 points. You know, it's quite a lot um, towards it. And I like to add that up as well. I just think it's something for nothing. You've got the receipt. You might as well take a picture of it and it's on there then. My favourite, favourite app is um, Top Cashback. I'm kind of obsessed with it. And it's taken me a while to get my head around it all, but I do love it now. So if, like me, you do the majority of your shopping online, then I recommend you use this app, especially for big purchases such as electrical appliances, insurance and breakdown cover. You earn a small percentage of your money back when you shop with certain retailers and the money adds up throughout the year. So I save mine January to November and then I'll withdraw the amount of money and spend it towards Christmas presents and things like that. To be honest, that's what I do with all these. All these like £5 here, Amazon's £10 here. But, you know, I add it all up and then in November I've got loads of money then to spend towards Christmas, which is great for me. Oh, and also now I didn't realize I looked into it the other day because we were doing this and you can register your bank card details with them and earn whilst in store in some stores too. But I've not I can't figure out what stores you get that money back from and I can't see it on the app. The only downside to this app is that you have to visit the retailer's website via them. So you can't get money back any other way. And that's I lost a lot of money in the beginning because I just used to forget. And my brother would say, did you go on do it through the top cashback? And I went, oh, no. But I've kind of become a bit obsessed with it now. So when we bought the washing machine a few months ago, Bill said, oh, let's go to Curry's. And I was like, well, let's go to Curry's, have a look, see which one we like. We'll come home. I'll order it from the Curry's website up through the top cash back and we'll get some money back. I got breakdown cover the other day because we were going on a long journey and I didn't have any. And I went through a company I've never heard about and say it was like 55 quid. I've literally got 30 pound back from that company. So the breakdown covers cost me 25 quid for a year. It's amazing. Um, you can earn a lot of money fast. If you remember to buy the big things online yeah. through them, you can really earn a lot of money. I definitely recommend that. Another tip as well is to also have a Quidco account and to check to make sure you're getting the best rate because the rates between them differ. So for instance, I bought something from Boots last week and Top Cashback were offering 6% and Quidco were offering 8%. So I know it's mm -hmm. only 2%. Hey, but it makes look, all the difference. That's what we're, all, we're talking about here, saving your pennies. So Quidco, is that an app or a website? It's an app and a, web, and a website. Basically, it's Top Cashback's major competitor. Quidco, oh, I'll have to look at that one. You can have as many accounts open as you want. You can use both, can't you? you don't, yeah. yeah, exactly. So what don't I do, I jump between them. So yeah. I'll check and I'll think, right, okay, well, that one's offering 1% 1 more, so I'll go with that one. Yeah. Next one I'm going to go to, which is, IPOS, I, I can't ever pronounce this. IPSOS, I say surveys. Someone recommended them to me. Yours sounds so much better. However, I do like this one. I've tried quite a few. So I've tried a few. These are like market research sites. And this one is by far the best, in my opinion. I tried to complete four or five surveys a week. 
Some offer more money than others, like you said, 50p, £1.50, £2, £3, £4. But as with all of the other apps, I save all the amounts I get until November. And you get gift cards such as Tesco's, Amazon, Apple, MasterCard, whatever. Um, seven, check out Smart, which is what you were saying before. Very similar. Um, I don't use it very much, but certain items are listed on there every few weeks. So if you purchase them, you can upload your receipt as proof of purchase and you get some money back. Some of the items are £100, 100% money back, so you get those for free. Obviously, you've got to spend money before you get your money back. And I think if you get up to £20, you can withdraw the money or save it up until the amount you want. I think there's a charge if you get below 20 quid and you want to withdraw. Eight is Facebook Marketplace. I love, I bloody love this app on Facebook. I've saved a small fortune on things for me, things for the house, things for my family. Um, I've been able to sell things for my family. And I used to sell things on eBay a lot. And it was getting so stressful waiting for the auction sites and things like that, going to the post office to post things. And I did do car boots and I loved doing car boots, but I'm, I've got two young kids now and I just can't do it anymore. And um, so for me, by far, this is the best thing to do. Like, for example, today I've given away our family pram. Young girl's 14 weeks pregnant, needs it. She's trying to save it for a house. So her mum, who I know, came around, gave it all. And she's absolutely over the moon. Like I said, pay it forward. You know, just it's just an amazing place to look for things. Yeah, sure. You might have to look for things and be really on, on the ball. And there are people that look for freebies that aren't legit. And we'll, you will find that item back on Facebook in a couple of weeks. But you're always going to get people like that. And um, like I said before, make it known that you're quite happy to take hand-me-downs. I have no shame in it. My, I have saved hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of pounds. I can't, I don't think I've ever done a shopping trip for Fion's clothes ever. I, I'll turn up at my house some days and there'll be a bag of beautiful clothes for Fion because my friend's daughter's outgrown her size. And, you know, it's just amazing the amount of clothes I've had. My top tip now, my mum with a kid in school is buy the 10, pa- 10 cards for a quid at the card stores and bulk buy children's presents and adults gifts and things like that when they're on sales and store them in the bottom drawer for those last minute invitations I had one the other day someone came here realized it was a birthday we haven't got anything quickly ran into the bedroom wrote a card out had a bottle of wine anyway I gave her the bottle of wine like have all things like that because you're so busy and you forget things or you'll get an invitation for two days time but you're working you've got things on you haven't got time to go shopping get that they are my quick fire round 10 top tips. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but I've just put in here, these tips aren't going to make you a millionaire, I know. But as Claire says, look after the pennies and the pounds look after yourselves. And I think that is the whole point of this podcast is we aren't experts. We work, we've got kids, you know, we'd love to be able to have the time to make more money but we don't so you utilize what you've got and there's a lot of ways you can make money or save money without leaving the house which is what a lot of problems are for mothers and more parents but fathers as well you're stuck at home because your kids are at home so how can you save money and make money while you're at home and there's some ideas i think that's it claire brilliant i'm out of breath so basically just finish off the podcast so i'm just put here claire to share her blog details so share your blog details again I will write down on the description everything we've talked about and all the apps and things like that as well on Instagram, Facebook and um, the pod description as well. But if you just want to talk a bit about your blog. Yeah, so my blog is www.staposthriftylifehacks.co.uk. Um, you want my link into that in the description as well? Yeah, I will do. Um, yeah, and I'm over on Instagram as well. Uh, Stapose underscore 
thrifty underscore life underscore hacks. So a bit of a mouthful. Elizabeth, once um, you've yeah. got it, though, it's saved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also, obviously, we follow each other, don't we, Lynn? So. so me and Claire have known each other since. I was explaining to Phil last night how we know each other. I can't even remember. I think we were both on a losing weight journey many, 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 many years ago. And that's, you know, you meet like-minded people on Instagram and these were our private accounts weren't they like our personal yeah. accounts and you found I found out you went to Bangor University which is like 20 minutes away from me and things like that and then as it's happened we've become mothers roughly the same time and you know partners and things like that. it's been lovely so yeah it it's nice to be able to finally do something like this together absolutely even though we could both chat for England and Wales combined yeah, I know I'm the time thinking, oh God, I've got to edit this. Every time I think, oh, I just talk too much. But hey-ho, it's there now and it's all there for everybody to listen to. And hopefully they'll take something from this. So just want to say thank you very much. Um, please um, follow Claire on her Instagram and look at her blog pages. Some interesting tips for you there. And if you are ever interested in the apps I've discussed or me and Claire have discussed, please message us on Instagram and we'll explain in a little bit more detail. And if you've got any tips as well, share them with us so we can, you know, we're always looking at ways to share money, save money. And um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thanks everybody for listening and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye, Claire. to be a guest in the show please get in touch we're looking for unique stories that will help and benefit any parents listening thanks for listening if you've enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and follow me on facebook twitter instagram and pinterest or visit my website www.theswaneffectmum.com Thank you.